welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world. And today I want to talk to you guys about season two. Season two has been an amazing experience. We've gone literally around the world and then back. And so I really hope you guys enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and you know what? Go ahead and click that notification button so that you'll know when the episodes drop. Alright, peace. What's going on, Travel Fam? If you ever thought about starting a podcast, check out Anchor. Anchor is free. Anchor will provide you tools to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need right in one app. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um, I felt so good there. I felt home. It was nice. Um, I obviously enjoy all the moritos that I carry everything possible because um, it's more natural than in Europe. They don't put like extra sugar. Yeah, exactly. They do it in front of That's you. That's why it's travel to the happy hour. people doing dope things from around the world and today we have an amazing guest tell us who you are and what you do okay hi everyone uh, my name is christina beloge i'm french caribbean so originally from guadeloupe i was born in paris i live in london uh since 12 years <laughs> um I live also in amsterdam and in germany um so what do i do i'm a marketer i'm actually a social media marketer since eight years um, so I work on your favorite brands, on uh, advertising, on all social media platforms. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes, so that's okay. why. So, so how do you live in multiple places? You live in okay. France, Germany, and Belgium? So no, Germany and Amsterdam. So basically, uh, it started, I was yeah born in France. I think I've lived in France until 25 um, so I've studied in France and in the UK. Then I think eight years ago, I did like pivot my career. So I went to learn social media marketing in Germany. And that's where I got headhunted <laughs> and moved around. Um, and uh, it helps basically. It's just because the discipline is very uh, look after. In the sense it was new and there was not so many people knowing how to do it so everyone wants you so there you go <laughs> so yeah nice yeah. nice and and so what was your first time traveling experience like what, what got you to traveling was it work um so yeah a mix of work school because in france uh, we used to do discovery trips so i think my first real travel were in England and in um, Amsterdam. And my parents used to take us to Guadeloupe every three years, but that's like completely family thing, you know, it's different. It's, it's still travel. It's, different. It's, still travel. It's, it's still travel, but it's different. You stay at your grandma and, you know, you watch the dog and the cow, so it's different. Listen, my, first trip, my first trip was to Haiti, so yes. I tell everybody this trip, and I was about mm -hmm. six years old, but mm -hmm. I was a... Uh, six-year-old that 
had no like concept of the dangers around you. Yes, you know, when you yes. go home, they tell you to stay with the family. I was running around the streets, having fun, enjoying life. No, um, we had the dog, was... so it, it was watching after us, so that was cool. There um, you go. <laughs> you know, because or else we get in trouble, so it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so discovery trips, explain that a little bit, because um, we have study abroad here mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. Is that similar to that? Uh, no, it's a bit different. It's more like an organized trip where there's a theme. So because I used to be, I think, in a science class, uh, we would do science-orientated visits, <laughs> you know, uh, and a bit of culture. So I think we, uh, I, I was, uh, it was a long time ago, so I don't remember everything. <laughs> But um, it's more like you go in families, you discover the culture, then you visit um, like science museum and historic places uh, for one week or two. And then it helps you, let's say, to get to know the world a little bit, yeah? Uh, More, let's say, your neighbors. And then I think I really traveled for work when I started my career. Because um, I used to be a business developer and my boss sent me everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> sent me Germany, sent me to the US, uh, Seattle, and New York. So, Seattle for me was a big discovery because um, it's far, far away. <laughs> it was my first super long trip. It was a 10 hour flight, I think. And um, what happened there? Yeah, I was jet lagged the whole week, basically. So, I really had sleepless nights in Seattle. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, and uh, it was the weather is like in here, and it's also a very funny city because it's the city of Starbucks and Microsoft, so it's very corporate and it's very fun as well with the arbor. Uh, the same, I went to New York for the first time in my life for work, and I organized, I remember, a whole week of meeting. Uh, yeah, traveling for work was a big adventure because, um, it was my first time in the U.S. for both years. First year, my boss was playing stingy, so I had to stay at a friend, <laughs> you know, in the hotel. And I was like, I organized the whole trip meeting from 8 to 6 in New York, planning without never been to the city, right? So Google Maps wow. was my best friend. So <laughs> but something I didn't know is when you come out of a station, it's not like in Europe, you have to walk four blocks, right? So right. I was late all the time because <laughs> it takes 25 minutes to walk. I was like, what is this? But it was good fun because uh, my friend was taking me out every day. So it was really like sex in the city in the sense I was having meeting from eight to six and then uh, going out to two every night. I was like, wow, this life is That's why you were you were late, not because of the distance, yes. but because of yes. being out at 2 o'clock in He's the morning. out every night. For us, it's normal. And I was like, how oh, can you do this lifestyle every day? <laughs> right, that? right, right. It's the city so that never sleeps. Re- yeah. So do you remember the first trip you were excited about that kind of led yes. you to wanting to travel? Yes. Um, six years ago, I started to do a lot of solo trip. My first one was to Cuba. Uh, I always wanted to Cuba because I've learned Spanish and I'm passionate about the culture and we all know how to dance salsa for our parents. But more than that, it was like 
uh, I felt so good there. I felt home. It was nice. Um, I obviously enjoy all the moritos, daiquiri, everything possible because um, it's more natural than in Europe. They don't put like extra sugar. Yeah, exactly. They do it in front of That's you. That's why it's travel to be happy. Yeah, I don't yeah. have my morito. Don't you have a mojito? Yeah, there you go. I have my fake travel morito. But um, no, I really enjoyed myself. It's the first time I drink piña colada on the beach. They do it for you in the... Mm pineapple so you keep the pineapple mm -hmm. then you eat it and i was like wow, oh, wow. <laughs> that's nice. life man nice. that's life um it's just the vibe the people and also i guess because i'm caribbean they were giving me extra alcohol extra food everywhere i go so obviously i enjoyed myself but um it was fun because just before that i went to visit my cousin in canada and i felt sick actually so because it was minus wow. 20 and then i did mm -hmm plus 30 so oh, wow. it was a lot that's a lot of difference yes so my body felt sick in canada and then i arrived in uh, cuba and i felt great i was like wow yeah i've survived because um this is what we're used to right <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and um i remember seeing vinales all the historical site uh going to how do you say a cigar farm so learn about this, uh, go to old Che Guevara city. Uh, so see the can I, so let me ask you a question. So um, American history and European history, clearly mm -hmm. the two different. Most mm -hmm. of it is the European history over to America, but what was Cuba portrayed as um, to you guys in Europe? Because ah. was it seen like this? communist country where everybody is poor and the country is just outdated when i went there for the first time i was like this is nothing what they explained it to be or described it to us as. no for us in france especially in spanish class we uh, we focus more on um, the political impact they had uh, because we learn about the Che and uh, oh, I forgot his name, da, 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 the other one who died. Um, oh, um, Castro. No, Castro. Yeah, Castro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, mm -hmm. we learn more about the political impact they had uh, on the society. So their own society, the fact that they liberated. Um, we don't, because yeah, in, in Europe, we are, we are not at war against communists, remember? <laughs> so mm -hmm, it's right, different right. perspective. We don't see them as, a, yeah, let's say red witches. Um, we more admire, especially being French, we are, you know, passionate about revolution, etc. So uh, we see them as an example of liberating your people. It's completely right. different, yeah. Okay. So what do you feel like you learned from your trips when you travel? Um, so I guess you get confidence the more you travel solo um, because it means you need to plan everything, but not really plan everything because the best thing I've, I've encountered was anything not planned. Uh, like when I solo travel, usually I do excursion and that's where I meet people. Sometimes they get me to visit places I didn't intend to, <laughs> and uh, they are the best surprise. I would say what you learn is organization, confidence, um, finding your way around, because uh, mm -hmm. sometimes when I talk to people, I discover new apps. I 
think there's map.me, which is good because you can find your way without internet. Very yeah, yeah. practical in countries you can roam. <laughs> because you can't <laughs> roam everywhere, right? <laughs> you can't Google Maps everything. Yeah, you can't. Either they don't exist or internet is too expensive. So you have to find right. a way. So someone go, got, got me that tip where you download the map first and then you can uh, have it uh, offline. Um, so yeah, you learn confidence, finding your way, being adventurous also. So try new things, new foods. Um, like I remember going to Brazil four years ago and uh, thinking the little Brazilian I've learned would help me and I got it totally wrong. <laughs> and I got the wrong food. And, uh, the, the waiter just got annoyed and he was pissed at me. And I was like, uh, I'm allergic to this actually, I can't eat it. And then he was like, because I knew apparently I said I wanted salad, they look at me like, wanted to kill me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I just want salad. It's too hot. <laughs> it was 36 degrees. And in fact, Brazilians love pasta and rice and heavy stuff. So yeah, that's life. <laughs> you learn when you're there. Okay. So what keeps you traveling? What What's that one thing that tells you, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. I want to just continue to explore and discover new and different cultures. So I think five, six years ago, I had the Odyssey this like haha moment where, um, because I came, yeah, basically I became, uh, I wanted to know about other black nations. So I tried to visit as many as I could. And I was wondering, I wanted to see and be inspired and see, um, how how different black people evolve in different society, basically. Um, and what do we have in common also? Um, so that's why I went okay. to Cap Verde, uh, Ghana, Brazil, because I wanted to know what kind of heritage we have in common and what prevents us from going forward as well. Um, because I thought especially IT is the first nation or the first free nation. So I was like, mm -hmm. we, why are black nation or independent one not much far ahead? Uh, so that was my quest. Right. My quest was to uh, research the heritage, meet people, see what we have in common. Because when I went to Cap Verde, it's like Caribbean. It's exactly the same. It's an archipelago. Right. Um, right. They... Well, at least with Haiti, at least with Haiti, the one thing we learned was, you know, um, when we got our independence, which we just celebrated on the first, yeah, um, happy one of the hindrances was the, thank Dead. you, one, yeah. of the, one of the hindrances was financial and mm -hmm. imposed by France. We were I know, paying France I know, reparations for gaining our independence. Oh, well, it's not your fault, you know what I mean? I was but, not born, yeah, exactly. You know, you, <laughs> <laughs> but, Sorry. but as you can as you can see certain mm. um colonizing nations put mm -hmm. things in place so that some of these freed nations cannot su succeed or i'll survive. never be free in i know exactly and so there's always a financial bind that keeps them from mm -hmm. being able to grow and be part and of be, be a larger part of the world economy right Right. That's why I understood. It's the same for Jamaica. That's why I understood recently. 
um, because this year we really saw a lot of things and we had time to be more attentive to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, there was the floods and everything, I, I was shocked because I was like, we're 2020, how come Jamaica needs to do an appeal for, in here we did a big appeal for shoes and clothing mm-hmm. um, because the flooding just killed most of places. Right. And I was shocked. I was like, no, Ireland should be that, like that, you know. Um, I agree. So yeah, I agree. it's... Uh, okay. And so you it's mentioned... History. You it's our history. Right. Right. You mentioned traveling solo gave you confidence. Um, as a woman of color, mm-hmm. when you're traveling, how safe yes. do you feel? <laughs> how safe do you feel? Right? So, how safe do you feel going so, to these different countries? I mean, you mentioned okay, Cuba. They treated so. you almost like a queen. Extra alcohol, extra Yes, food, definitely. You know I mean? so definitely. How does it feel moving around? It's not everywhere like that. Color. It's not everywhere like that. Mm-hmm. As a woman of color, um, I think it depends where you go. When I know I will not be totally safe, I prefer to do tour group, mm-hmm. uh, like in Morocco, because when I've been there, it's not for women. I mean, it's not that it's not for women, but it's... It's a country where you only see men outside, let's say like, it's mm. like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's do a tour. And then I was like, mm, I couldn't have done this <laughs> as a solo person. I wouldn't have survived as a woman. So now eating and, you know, all those things, those behavior, no, no, no. Um, I would say as a woman, I tend to have my tips. So I would take either Airbnb or hotel, for example. So being a place, only staying Airbnb at women's, for example, that's my key safety. Um, not going too much at night alone, obviously, unless I've met people and I trust them or, you know, friend them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, be worried, you know, not being like, I don't want to say an American tourist, but don't have like, we don't have any more cameras and you know flashy stuff. So if you tone down, I would say right. tone down and fit in. I think that's the best. Tone down, fit in. Um, there's okay. places I've been assaulted by because I was a black woman, but I ran away, you know. And it's in Europe too. So wow. there's just some, let's say, southern countries who still have a stereotype on what a black woman is and. Uh, they heavily flirt with you, but it's not flirting. So I had to run away. <laughs> you go. I had to oh, run away. Okay. So it, it does still happen. It does still happen. Or even when I was in Washington, I was surrounded. I was in front of the White House, and I was surrounded by a group of Chinese tourists, and they start to touch my hair, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I've been in Japan and uh, nobody touched my hair. So you see, it depends on the custom of the people. It's just um, right. people greet you, like kids greet you, say hello, hello, because they were happy to speak English and see a black person. Um, but um, I think I used to have fear to go in places I know where it's blatant racism or discrimination. I passed those fears. Sometimes you're surprised. Uh, People will treat you better, but because they know you're a foreigner. Because even in mm. Cuba, I've seen it. I've seen the discrimination in one restaurant, and I didn't go there because they made me wait 15 minutes. And when I, I went to the top, I only saw like rich uh, American, British, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not eating there because the way they treated me, I'm not going to you know, patronize them. 
um, because I saw they made me wait 15 minutes and then they were looking at me up and down. I was like, mm. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm not angry anymore. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, but you have to, it's how you feel. It's the same. I have this thing wherever I go, I fell on a racist person. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a bad luck thing, but it was like going to Florida. My Uber driver was like, I think a Trump advocate. And first thing she tell me, yeah, first thing she tell me, she spied on everybody, like Cuban nation. And I'm like, don't you see who I am? <laughs> wow. Yes. And she was like, yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. People are cold. Oh, those one, they're drug addicts. Oh, those one, they're this, wow. those one, they're that. And I was like, and I always fall, fell on someone like that, either a taxi driver or Airbnb person. And I'm like, don't you see who I am? <laughs> but they don't. It's crazy. Oh, they think you're in a lie. I don't know. They just confide straight away. They're uh, blatant racist. They're comfortable. They're comfortable yeah. with just expressing it. Yes, wow. they're comfortable. So I'm just listening, and then I'm like, mm, I won't refer you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get five stars. If I could give yes. you zero stars, yeah, you, you, you would get zero star, my friend. Yes, exactly. Right, right. So, so, so you mentioned earlier that um, you you had to learn. You you were kind of forced to learn about Jamaica during the yeah. pandemic because mm -hmm. we were kind of forced to sit down. You mm -hmm. know. Where were you when the pandemic became a big deal to the point where we had to shut down the world? Um, I was still in UK. My only luck is being French, we are allowed to go to our country. So we had some motive. At the beginning, I stayed I think, three months. Then every month I was trying to visit my family because here it was really, how can I say, bleak. Like everyone was avoiding themselves. Um, my neighbors, I say it's a game, but it's not a game. People were shutting doors. No one wants to see each other in the corridor. It's the first time in my life I had this. It was very weird. Uh, everyone speak five meters apart from each other. Uh, one of my neighbor got it and nobody told us. It's just I knew because my landlord sent cleaners and they start to scrub my door. <laughs> and I felt like in a Night Shyamalan movie, I felt like in science. It's true. Right. It was like shh, right. shh. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was paralyzed, and for three days I stayed in bed. So that's to wow. tell you, because it was like sci-fi, surreal. It's the first time everybody avoid each other completely, and um, so no one speak to each other, no communication. Only what you can see was the news, and how many people die or get it. So it was very bleak and depressing. And I guess so. That's why, yeah, especially, especially with France being mm -hmm. a very friendly place to visit, everybody's, yeah. you know, I, I went to France a couple of years ago, and it's mm. it's welcoming to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so to to go from casual conversation to mm. all right, mon ami, mon frère, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Revoir, peace, I know. You know. That was that was in UK, but in France, it's it's it, it happened even deeper. It's more policed, mm. and you have to sign whenever you go out, self-declare yourself. So it's very much different. Here we were kind of free because at the beginning I've heard a lot of people illegally were doing COVID parties, right? COVID barbecues, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of things happens here. But at the it's very, very beginning, 
Yeah, I know. It was everyone for themselves. And then it was like, okay, let's let loose a bit during summer. And then uh, October, November, we had another lockdown. And now we have another one for one month and a half. Mm. So it's like we keep on having waves. And especially, I think, right now we've been told we have a new variant. So it's like, oh, yeah, it mutated. So it's really like a sci-fi movie because you feel like, uh, okay, are we safe? Are we safe? <laughs> no, we have well, to look, run. <laughs> I, I pointed out to my friends the movie Contagion was too mm-hmm. far yes. close to what's going on right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe that contagion was discovered in China as well. Yes. The There's a lot of the similarities. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's a lot so of similarities. It's, it's as if they knew it was coming, so they were warning us via movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because growing up, we used to watch all the sci-fi movie about uh, contagion and uh, how do you say pandemic. And I used to laugh about them. And when you leave it, it's different. <laughs> you don't want to. You just want exactly. to exactly. escape or step and <laughs> get out. <laughs> So uh, yeah. you mentioned so you mentioned earlier that mm. you know um during the pandemic you did a lot of learning, right? Like yes. how oh, did you yes. adjust with how Sorry. did you adjust with the lockdown to keep yourself from going insane? Because you're a traveler, okay. like I'm a traveler, right? And we so all are. one thing you hard. can't do is leave. Mm-hmm. So what, <laughs> yes. what were you able we're to do to maintain your sanity? So to maintain my sanity, initially I was lighting candles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> then I was like, it's true, literally, as my mom used to say, to keep the spirit away. But yeah. Um, and then I was trying to do meditation and yoga, but I gave up after one week um, because we were restless. We could not sleep. I think no one could sleep. Everyone I was talking to, we all had sleepless nights like for one month because of the anxiety and not knowing what was happening. And then I said, okay, you know what? Since I got out of contract, I was unemployed for six months. So I'd say I might as well level up and learn new things. So I registered to a few course um, in group traveling training organization, in uh, money management, in learning how to invest, um, I think, yeah, on the stock exchange and also mutual fund, all those things. Uh, I did motivational training, all those things to keep me up and sharply. And also, it actually helped me to meet a lot of people. I joined a few WhatsApp groups, Black-owned business. So it all triggered in me the fact that I want to start something also. Um, I, it kept me busy, it kept me learning, it kept me dedicated because I needed to have a sense of schedule, um, either through self-learning or having group meeting every week because the thing we were really suffering from was um, social distancing i think it's the worst word ever (laughs) you know because that's why you realize you feel like in jail at home it's horrible right you understand the people who are in a confinement you know when they put them in isolation now i can understand how it feels because uh, you have to be home. No one, you text your friend, no one wanted to reply. I've never seen that. Even I say, oh, let's meet in the park. It's allowed. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was, that's where I've discovered the power of WhatsApp. Hey, the power of Zoom. But at some stage, Zoom gets you down because 
uh, watching the screen but not experiencing someone, you see what I mean? It's very cold. Um, so that's why I've decided after three months, that, okay, if I have opportunity to go to France, I need to go to France see my family because mm -hmm. it gets me crazy that no one wants to talk to me, see me. It's weird. It's too weird. Right. Uh, and first thing I've done, I went to France, I hugged my nephew. <laughs> I was like, yay, I love you so much. You know, you're the only person in the world who wants to hug me. <laughs> so, <laughs> he doesn't um, know That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's to tell you. So, so with that being said, um, you know, are, were you moving around between Germany and France or mm -hmm. where were you? Okay. And so what no, was no, that no. experience I was, like? I was in London when the... Okay, London. Ah, yeah. I've, I've lived in London now for the last seven years. Yeah, six, seven okay. years. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And mm -hmm. so um, do you feel as though that France is a lot more restrictive than London? Yes, As definitely. far as the social distancing? Okay. Yeah. I was there for Christmas, New Year, and uh, we have a curfew in place, so it's from 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. You're not supposed to go out or else you get fined and stuff. And um, even I was with my cousin in the park, and the police came out of nowhere and kicked us out. So I was, I felt very strange. I was like, what? It's 4 p.m.? Hello? Hello? It's 4 p.m.? Wow. And they just whistled at you, and they're like, they evacuated the whole park. So they don't want to see people gathering at all. So it's very... Yeah. Yeah, it's very tough. Mm. Interesting. And so, so um, you know, that's how you're able to adjust, mm -hmm. um, you know, now that these vaccines are out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people are hoping that the vaccine allows us to get back to a normal. Yeah. Right? So what, so when, when our normal hits, everybody's going to start going out, traveling. Mm -hmm. um, Prior to COVID, what was your normal, like, let's say somebody that looks like us, a young person that looks like us is looking to travel, what would have been your tips for them? So I would say, cite the example to my younger cousin who's 19 who asked me that, actually. She was like, how do you do to travel so much? And I was like, okay, let me show you. So I show her from A to Z how to plan, go search for the flight on a, a research motor, blah, 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 one site name. And then um, do a budget in a spreadsheet. And then uh, what else? Research if you need a visa or not. Those practical little things and vaccination. If not, and it's closed, then go to see low-cost flight if you can. So I was trying to point her to the real small tips basics uh, because she's 19. She's, yeah, she's, she's studying fashion design. So she needs to go to shows and stuff. So she was like, Oh, show me because I want to be like you. And I was like, um, right. yeah, you need to research, plan, and compare. Yeah, compare. Mm -hmm. So that you're okay. sure you have the best and, deal. Yeah, because price matching, because a lot of places will do price matching. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if it's the same in Europe, but here um, you have the option of um, uh, payment plans for your flights and your hotels now. So, That's great. Um, we we use mostly credit card, I think, for on okay. our side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's pretty much a credit card. They yes. allow you to pay for the trip in an X amount of days, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it, it helps people pay for their trips over time. So mm -hmm. now, that was your 
ideas before what is mm. your what is now your tips while in covid so while in covid i would say uh, book direct with the airline to have a flexible ticket because of uh, the current restriction we have especially in europe is like every two months we're in lockdown nobody know and can plan for six months or one year that's very weird um, so it's best to, I would say, if you book accommodation, book with cancellation free. And if you book a flight, don't go through an OTA, go, di go direct to the airline, have a flexible ticket so that you can move it around. Because not all of them will refund you, but at least they will offer you, uh, I think, open booking, which is good. So you don't lose everything. So what about a, as a solo travel? What tips would you have there? Um, as a solo traveler, yeah, uh, <laughs> I need to get those boots back. <laughs> um, alors, as a solo traveler, what I, I love is to research the destination and a few things I want to do. Um, so I usually go actually on other travel bloggers and spots. I don't really go to TripAdvisor. I don't like to follow the the masses. <laughs> so I prefer okay. to try to see what, let's say, people like me or non-people like me go to do to have some inspiration. And I will kind of prepare, maybe it's because I'm a marketer, I will prepare a budget with activity price, activity cost. Um, and then, because um, there's only one time I did the last minute trip, it was to go to Mexico and Florida. I booked everything two weeks before to go. But then, yeah. because I've done that, uh, I went through travel agent and compare to have the best price for flights because it was last minute. And yeah. it actually worked because normally I don't go through travel agent thinking they take commissions too expensive. But this time I had better deal through them that if I would have done myself. Like I think if I've done myself, it would have been 650 and I pay 350 through them. So. I was nice. like, tan, tan, I'm Mexico, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to escape with uh, be on the beach. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So from now, like I said, when outside opens up, what mm. would be your first five destinations? So because I'm organizing trip with my new company, um, so what do you say? The first trip I will go to, is Brazil, so I want to, how do you say? Actually, it's a tour about heritage, black heritage, so we're going to Rio and uh, Salvador, which is the most black, uh, most black populated city, 70%, and uh, it's called, I think, the Black Rome, so they have lots of ancestry, especially Yoruba one, uh, and they still have the culture, the Orishas, celebration. So they are very, it's an immersion. It's at the same time adventure with hiking, I think um, drum playing, but also learning about the heritage, uh, going to the market and going to the beach. And there's some, I think, a day trip on one island. You have two islands actually, one in Rio, one in. Okay. Um, Salvador. So it's going to be cool. It's Rio. And if I could, I'd like to go to Cartagena as well by myself for Colombia. Mm. Cartagena uh, is really nice. Yes, because I've, I've seen lots of cool pictures. Uh, also, my nephew is half Colombian, so I want to check out his part. Yeah. 
Nice. So you just mentioned what you have going on for this trip yeah. to Rio. Where can people find information about this trip and, okay. you know, tell us some more that you <laughs> may want people to find out about? Yes. So um, I've just launched Melanin Travel Magic. So www.melanintravels with S magic, all in one word, .co.uk because we're based in the UK. So you can find more there. Uh, we have two trips this year. So one in Rio and Salvador. And one in Ghana, so because last year I've been to Ghana too, <laughs> for the two years ago actually. Now I should say, oh my God, um, for the year of return, and that's where this idea came from because um, I partner with one of my local guides on it. Um, it was a magic moment. That's all. It's sprinkled all this because with the whole diaspora in one place celebrating, it was great. It was magic. Um, Ew, no, I remember partying every day in that crowd, but <laughs> it's another story. Well, I was at least like, you didn't have to go to work the next day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was good. It was it was different because I was like, this is like Miami or Ibiza. This place is working. It's like every day, every day. Yes. It was, it was a party magic. every night. Every it was magic. Night. Yeah. Went to Afrochella. So tell us. Mm. So tell us once again, where can people find you? Yes, sorry, I need to be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us on um, either Instagram at Melanin uh, Travels Magic um, on our, or on our website, www.melanin, one word, travels with an S, magic.co.uk. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just you froze the bit, so I was like, okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's freezing. Okay. So I don't know if you want to add more. It's just it's the screen is freezing. Uh, yeah, cool. Thank All you. Right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was losing it. Yeah. So, so one more time, where can people find you? Yes. So tell us yes, where people can okay, find you. Another, yeah, my uh, another one. Okay. So you can find us on www.melanintravels with an S, magic, all one word, .co.uk. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Awesome. Well, I really wanted to say thank you for doing this. No, thank you for you. the opportunity. Um, obviously, internet. Right. Yeah, obviously, man. internet connection issues. We weren't able to do it yesterday, <laughs> but today we were able to do it. And it's Yay. stuck a lot around for a little long. So thank you. Um, I am honored thankful for you doing i am grateful thank you for the opportunity i for me it's like a dream everyone is coming to ask me things and i'm like wow <laughs> what's happening uh, so i'm happy thank <laughs> you <laughs> and i've listened to the other episode so All i was right. like this is actually cool so it's a good idea thank you uh, thank you very much thank you another dope conversation. Keep traveling and stay safe. Until next time, peace.